0: Welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for Children of Dune. I am your host,
1: Will. And I'm the other guy. Some people call me Steve. That's what other to, people call you? I don't know. They call <laughs> That's me, usually the name. <laughs> you know, they used to call me Roach, right? Ooh, I,
0: I didn't know you wanted to bring that on the air. One guy called me Snake once. A guy called you Snake? That's pretty cool. What were you doing? Were you acting like a snake?
1: I was shedding my skin. Oh, <laughs> it's important to do every couple of years and reinvent yourself for a uh, snake. It's shedding skin, you know, for a lot of 25 to 30 some year olds, it's taking mushrooms in the woods.
0: Oh, that. Yeah. You have definitely have done that, those types of metamorphoses a couple of times, sometimes once in a couple times in a year. I just, that's what a I mean. Lot that's of crazy what I'm saying. Changes. It's important. All right. All right. All right. You know, Steve. Well, I'm happy that you go through changes. Gotta do something, man. Yeah. All right. Chapter 14. We're diving in here.
1: You gotta this keep on moving. You gotta one's... keep on evolving, right? Shed your own snake, like a like a it's like a skin. I mean, shed shed your own skin like a snake. All right, carry on. I just had to get that out. Sorry.
0: Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Chapter 14. Everybody, we're diving in here. Steve, you want to uh, take this one? Do you want me to do this one?
1: You do it because I don't have it. I don't have it handy.
0: Okay, <clears throat> I'll do it. I'm not gonna do a voice though. I'm just gonna no, gonna do play like, it straight. Yeah, do some, do some. Okay, what not do you not a me voice. To do? Like
1: I don't know. Like, um, whatever, whatever feels you, whatever's hitting you, make it. Just, all right, all right. I've I've been feeling
0: it. this today. I'm putting too much
1: pressure on you right now. I'm releasing the pressure. It's okay.
0: I've been feeling this. I've been feeling this voice today. And he saw a vision of armor. Oh, wait. That's the wrong. <laughs> I, like job, I like where you're going. Like I an was angry, I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a, I'm trying to do, you know how, uh, Dan Carlin quotes books on hardcore history.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: trying so to I'm, do a Dan Carlin. I'm going for one of those. Okay, okay. I'm trying to do a Dan. Car- well, a Dan Carlin quotation. Cause Dan Carlin normal is just a, a guy's voice. But when he does a quote, when he does a quote, it's pretty good. It is a God's voice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This was Muad'Dib's achievement. He saw the subliminal reservoir of each individual as an unconscious bank of memories going back to the primal cell of our common genesis. Each of us, he said, can measure out his distance from that common origin. Seeing this and telling of it, he made the audacious leap of decision. Muad'Dib set himself the task of integrating genetic memory into ongoing evaluation. Thus did he break through the time's veils, making a single thing of the future and the past. That was Muad'Dib's creation embodied in his son and his daughter. Testament of Arrakis by Hark Alada.
1: Don't Woo! forget to smash the like and subscribe button. Smash that like and you subscribe sanded, button. You, you, sand, you started off as like a little elf warrior or something, I don't know, to me. But then it very quickly just became like a YouTuber, like an annoying YouTuber
0: who. Warlock. A warlock.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sorry,
0: I just had to get that out there. I was just feeling that word.
1: <laughs> That's what we call YouTubers now. Hopefully we can be warlocks, warlocks soon. One of these tastes.
0: Moving on. <laughs> we got a whole chapter focused in on the young the young boy leading the charge of House Carino. We got Faridin taking center stage today. And uh, what do you think of Fer- Faridin so far? He's on your team, so I'm hoping that you got... Some opinion on him? I don't love him. I don't
1: Yeah, I'm not a I, I don't really got a, a lot to go to go with here. I just I, just...
0: I mean, he's just kind of like Braddy Prince type. Yeah, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, unless he was like the artist formerly known as Prince Type.
1: I don't like how his name is spelled fair cuz like we're saying Faridin and whatnot, but it's like Ferd, Fair Fairdin. Yeah. Apostrophe okay. n. And Classic sci-fi move. Throw some, we need more apostrophes.
0: You just put a consonants. you just put random consonants together and then add apostrophes. Then you got a name, I guess. Like S, comma, T, comma, Q, comma, P, XXX. X, X. Comma XXX. X, X, X. <laughs> that that <laughs> is your, like more of a Star Trek.
1: Steve. That's like a Star Trek-y way of naming. Or or as we're seeing in Dune here, and like uh, it's more of a deep sci-fi not that, Star Trek, not that Star Trek is deep sci fi, but like a lot of the time, harder sci fi does the apostrophes. And then you get like, you mm. know, fantasy space with Star Wars, where everyone's names are just like Babu and like. uh... Yeah, Kleep Klop. phone.
0: Lots of Jacks, too. J A X. I've noticed that in Star Wars. There's a lot of J A X's. Well, our other character in this or... book
1: is Jekanik, right? But that's spelled with a T. I didn't see that coming.
0: Yeah. Ticanic or something like that. Yeah. Check Checkmark?
1: It's more I think it's you say more of a J than a T. Oh,
0: chicken chicken Fuck. like Jack. I can't do
1: it. I think it's like short form I, let's for technique is
0: Jack. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. I think that's what Frankie Herb was going for. It is. All right. So uh we've got Farad in here, and this is kind of fun because we have Ferdinand talking to Jack, and they're ta- they're discussing dreams. They're discussing religion. So it seems like Jack is a, a bit of a, a religious just, type, but he's following a particular religion.
1: I just don't think this the- was fun. This is kind of a boring conversation about, yeah, their religions. Then they're talking about poisoning the twins, which is, I mean, that's classic at this point. It's, you know, If you're not the twins, you're well, probably talking about poisoning the twins.
0: Are you just talking about this particular part of the chapter? Because when... When the preacher shows up and starts uh, refusing to interpret dreams, that's pretty great stuff. That is. A, He's that part gas- of like,
1: yeah. The, I'm talking about. <laughs> He's the just
0: first gaslighting right this poor kid until they show up. <laughs> Spent literally traveled like millions and millions of miles just to go. Hmm. I must go. I've come to interpret <laughs> your dreams. And it turns out like, and we all know how much it costs in Dune to travel like there's a there's a cost associated with it we saw it in the original movie where they were like uh when the big egg came down onto <laughs> Kaladin to oh, go of course <laughs> you remember that ah, right I do. with the herald of change and then there's it? that moment where duke leto turns to uh through and he goes like how much does this cost and he's like it costs one billion dollars it's a
1: lot of money especially
0: in space it's a lot of money in four thousand years and it was just like and look how big that egg was. And it was carrying like eight people at most.
1: Yeah. Well, Baron Harkin, it takes up a lot of space.
0: I don't think he was in the egg. I'm just He's saying egg if he wants. though. <laughs> <laughs> was he bad. is egg. I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody in that shit probably had their own like studio apartment, like two bedroom, two bathroom. Oh, that'd be nice. Well, not studio. The studio is just one room.
1: Isn't studio, it? Studio. Yeah. I think it would be studio is a room. Bachelor is the one that's like entirely one room. I think. Uh, Maybe the same yeah, thing. Like I the, think they might be the same
0: thing. The, it's got an open concept bathroom I think
1: more than that it would be like these little like pod <laughs> hotels, these little pod apartments that they have in like Japan and stuff. You know what I mean? Sleep in a yeah. tube.
0: It's what <laughs> You know what would suck? It's like, yeah, it looks cool right now, that little egg coming down from space. But once you get in it, it's like a themed egg. You know, it's like the Star Wars Star Cruiser. And you're like, oh man, this guy, this guy's dressed like Admiral Akbar, and I'm just trying to check into yeah, my hotel. I just hotel. wanted, like, I just
1: was a, w- really hoping for like a Holiday in type vibe, just something low key. So hoping there'd be a pools or pool in this
0: egg. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, we have an intergalactic swimming pool with the, <laughs> the hyperspace. Is that the guy who did the intro slide? Yeah, it was the same guy. Admiral <laughs> Akbar and Dan Carlin are the same person. Conspiracy theory. That was an Admiral I'm Akbar. Wrong. This is Admiral Akbar. <laughs>
1: I Which mean, that's almost kind of a lot uh, like Richard Nixon,
0: uh, like Richard Nixon. Also, if you, if also you also a uh, fish, uh, Zoidberg, a little bit in there, but you have to go a little bit like, yeah.
1: Zoidberg's completely <laughs> That's <a> Zoidberg. <laughs> okay. Wow. This is, you know, we've done almost 400 episodes of the show. <laughs> this is where <laughs> we're at now. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Children of Dune.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So. Yes, there's this whole conversation with Faraday uh, uh, Te- and with well, Tech Deck. And Tech uh, is right. a it's he's not- a prince, right? So no. We- Tech Deck is a Bashar,
1: which is a guard. I thought he was the prince. Who's the prince? The f- Fa- Faraday is Faridin. the prince, right? Farid- oh, I Faridin's thought they were both princes, but Check Deck is a Sardaukar guard? guard. He's a
0: Sardaukar guard. Yeah, he's a Sardaukar guard. <laughs>
1: All right. Got it. right and he
0: <laughs> because of his religious beliefs he's interpreting these dreams that Faridin's having he th- he's starting to think like if Faridin might have prescient abilities that Paul had based on the religious doctrine that he's starting to adopt so he brings over this guy who's like well he might be able to interpret these dreams and tell you if they mean anything uh or like that uh so they talk to this guy who's the preacher who may or may not be Paul, which I thought was fun. and made me think, like, how many times has Paul left Arrakis? Does he, like, leave regularly? Has he left often since becoming the preacher? Because this he is, go this on is many where? trips? This is
1: Carino Town?
0: This is Seleucus Secundus, so where the Sardaukar train.
1: Yes. This is where we saw in the movie where they're all going...
0: <laughs> right? Yep. Okay, good. I thought which, so. Which... <laughs> Which is, like, I, it, there's a bit of a disconnect here from what the movie showed us. Because the movie showed us Seleucus Secundus as this, like, really dark and depressing place where people are being hung upside down. And they're, like, they're being drained of their blood. And the blood's being used to anoint cool. Sardaukar soldiers. It's rat. rad. But then they start talking about Seleucus Secundus from where Faradan's staying. And they have this, like, beautiful palace where there's, like, I mean, there's there's uh, Black Roses, well, I mean, the life.
1: movie the movie took its liberties and you know made its made its choices.
0: It sounds like if my if a bullet for my Valentine was a an entire planet, yeah,
1: yeah, it does, <laughs> or like my chemical <laughs>
0: romance, yeah, it's just an entire planet of that,
1: yeah, the black roses, which
0: is, like mm. like I don't know, could be kind of cool
1: every Tuesday afternoon the black parade comes through town, and everyone cries, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying like, here.
0: <laughs> I remember when I was when I was a young boy, my there father go. took me
1: into the city. So, like my two references for My Chemical Romance, I don't got a lot in there for the My Chemical Romance <clears throat> jokes. How about uh, My Chemical Romance? I, <laughs> I knew well, you were going to go there. Well, I don't going going got I, don't, I don't got much. How about or My Animal Chemical Fruit. Shit? <laughs> 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 didn't see that coming.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, very clever. Very clever. Thanks. So we got Paul. Uh, he shows up, or the preacher. Sorry, we don't know that for sure.
1: But yeah, no, I, th- <laughs> I, did, I just feel like that you've really let the cat out of the bag on that one. The laser tiger No, I bat. didn't.
0: Sound off in the comments if I let the cat out of the bag. Let the Paul out of the preacher. Oh. You did.
1: They both start with Pete. That's a big giveaway, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, the preacher can interpret dreams. I wonder who else can do that. It's true. When, it
0: seems like he's part of uh, this uh, religion that they call like I'm or, or one, or, one, or, one, iron, one ironics.
1: One ironics.
0: You know? <laughs> I think I had
1: a friend of mine like years ago who was doing the whole one ironics pyramid scheme shit and it was like, it took over his life.
0: You got to be careful, they'll sneak up on you.
1: Yeah, I think he went to platinum level, though. They say that's a big deal. Oh,
0: but they do say it's a big deal, don't they? We're going platinum. (laughs) Working retail, you're just like you're uh, you're you're just fed to the fodder of that bullshit all the time because like you're just open to the public, so people can come in and start talking about all their little little schemes, and they talk about platinum and gold levels. Oh man,
1: when we were working at um at the at a company that went out of business and was being liquidated, was now in charge by a liquidation company. Yep. Constantly in that store, like constantly, every day, multiple times, pyramid scheme people would come in looking to recruit just like (laughs) broken people who just found out that their jobs are gone. And they would come in and just give you you that whole speech. You know, it's like, Oh man. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I make a bajillion dollars a a day. I bet you didn't know that. You seem
0: like a real go-getter. Huh? Yeah. yeah, you seem like a real go-getter type. Here's my card. Actually, yeah. do you have a? What's your phone give, number?
1: Give me your phone number. Yeah. No yeah. way, man. I, did I tell you? I, I give him a the number for I, pizza place every time.
0: <laughs> I actually, I was, I was young and dumb enough to give one of these guys my phone number, and never again. Yeah, it out. But you're like, man, I made I, a friend today. Wow, that guy was cool. <laughs>
1: that guy was pretty cool, I think. And then he just harassed you don't, and harass you and harass you. What
0: was it for? Was he trying to sell like knives? I honestly can't remember. I think it was some sort of like banking thing, yeah. like a banking card or whatever, something like that. Mm. And he called me like every two or three days for like a month until I finally was like, look, man, it's not happening. Did you like, answer? I just ignored the calls. Did you speak to him? I ignored the calls every single time. He would leave a message every single time. And then finally, it got to like maybe a month later where I was just like, I was very polite, a very will way of like going like, Look, God, man, please, I'm just. Look, please, fuck off.
1: I know it's like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm just. I'm at like, school. I'm so busy, man. I can't sell man. your cards.
0: I got like, I don't even, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I, I think it was you. like, like the earlier. It was like one of the earlier days of crypto, and it was like kind of like leaping off that a little bit. The
1: guy was trying to give you a Bitcoin.
0: No, it wasn't Bitcoin. I would have remembered that. Like, some other more nonsense. Like butt-coin. More like, like butt coin. Okay, so we got Paul. He ah. The Preacher. <laughs> preacher shows uh, up.
1: He's like, I'll interpret your dreams for you. And Jack and, Jack and Neek and, and Faradine are like, yeah. this is, this is All awesome. All right, great. This is what we wanted. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Okay, here, here they I've are. I've never seen such, a, such an easy
0: transaction before. I
1: was like a snake, and then it became like a worm, and I like exploded into a bunch of dust. Uh, what does it mean? And Preacher's like, oh, look, whoa, 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 whoa. I told you I was going to interpret the dream. I never said I was going to tell you about it. That's my, that's my personal information. Oh,
0: that's capitalism, baby. It is just dream dime, capitalism. This is
1: dream capitalism right here.
0: Well, I mean, it would be if he was charging. They made it very clear. Like, even Faridin was like, all right, do you want more their money souls. for this?
1: They're paying with their souls, buddy. I guarantee it. That's
0: true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, they're paying with it. their souls. But
1: it does seem that Paul is, is, he is wrapped up in his, home, is in, his, in his own sort of little pyramid scheme operation here being called a preacher and everything, going around, like, making his rounds.
0: What's he trying to—what's he really selling, right? He is gearing up for a big old return at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, well, he starts saying near the
1: end here that he's been summoned back to Arrakis. And they're like, well, summoned by who? Are you an Atreides spy? Is this what's going on? He's like, I'm summoned by a power greater than the Atreides. Triple H. Da-na-na-na. It's all about <laughs> the game and how you play it.
0: <laughs> Maybe Motorhead. <laughs> oh yeah, Motorhead. I mean Motorhead was clearly running Seleucus Secundus in the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean clearly you can see Lemmy in the background if you look really close. His like body yeah, is like, an exoskeleton <laughs> robot, but his head is there and he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's got the handlebar he's mustache. Cowboy
0: and he's leaning on a wall. Like next to one of those guys that's being hung hung upside down, bleeding to death. Arch and he's Ross. like just talking to him. Yeah, sipping a whiskey or a Jaeger. I think he was a Jaeger guy. I think he was a toy yeah? Do you?
1: Do you think that? Do you
0: guys, I don't know. Do you, you got good intel on that? I watched the Lemmy documentary from like ten years ago. Yeah, how was it? Pretty good. It's nice. Pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah. He he wears a cowboy hat all the time.
1: Similar reviews think- to uh Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Check it out on our Patreon.
0: (laughs) Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) I give the best reviews, everybody. (laughs) Blows your mind away. All right. Uh, The other thing here that I thought is uh, kind of fun is when Paul shows up, there's kind of like a double uh, transaction going on here. and My cat's sneezing. That's some good cat sneeze. I heard that. It's like ASMR cat sneeze. Yeah, he's just licking his paws. He's just being a good boy. Oh, now he's, oh, now he's in his butt. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. Nah. Uh, tech Deck is like, well, okay, fine. If you're not going to in- give us the interpretation of the dream... Um, what about the other part of the deal? And he's like, "Oh, Momoa? Oh, yeah, he's here. I brought him. Don't worry about that. It took a little bit convincing. I had to convince him with like cheese." <laughs> I like Jesus. to think
1: that he's they're like, "What about the other part of the deal?" He's like, "What other part of the deal?" They're like, "The other part of the deal." He's like, "Oh, mimosas?" And he like pulls out mimosas. He's like I brought, <laughs> I brought breakfast mimosas. It's I early in the day, in the, early in the day, but it's never too early for brunch. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, "No, <laughs> no. not mimosa, momoa. momoa." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, he's over here." And it just like camera pans yeah. over, and he's tied up, hog tied. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, if it's uh if it's this version of Momoa in the story, then he's just like he's basically he's basically just well, a, he's like
1: a this is hate, but hate is Duncan now, so it's hate Duncan. is Duncan
0: now. But he's a he's a he's a mentat, so he's just a robot. He's like a robot well, computer. Man.
1: No, there's so much you know. There's so much more than he might just be on sleep mode Like Thewer was Gardner, right? He could play classical piano. He liked to dance. He could cook, it's, uh, yeah. right? It's so much more than just a robot mentat man.
0: Okay, I do like your interpretation more. Had a great sense of style I can just and imagine, parasols. I can, I can That's imagine Momoa tied up, which is <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. Fun. I bet you like to
0: imagine that, <laughs> Miami Man. Oh, um, there's also this whole passage where. The preacher says to Faridun, "He's like, you be surprised how small of events can happen that will change everything. That will topple empires. It could be the way could the way the wind blows. Could be dust in the eye. Could be digital eye strain. Anything. Right? Spend too much time in front of screens.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a reverse butterfly effect, right? Because it's like." If you know, like the butterfly effect, of course, is like if you travel back in time and you kill a butterfly, even something as small as a butterfly, it's going to change the course of the future. And of course, it's not just butterflies; it's not like they're the fucking time insect, right? It's, you can kill anything, right? And it'll change, and it'll change other things. But in this scenario, Paul is living in the present, but can see all the futures, so he can and see the past. and the past. So he can see people in the past killing butterflies and bringing caterpillars back into the future and raising that caterpillar yeah. to become a god of the emperor, and yeah. like, so he can see it all unfolding. So it really is reverse butterfly effect. I think I'd like to deem a caterpillar effect. I almost a caterfly, and I like that, but caterpillar effect. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I just think of a that that should be your next uh, cat or uh, next tattoo idea is a little cat with things you know coming out of a cocoon.
1: Did you ever read The Hungry Caterpillar when you were a kid? No, I don't think so. Mm, that's incredibly fucked up for me to hear. I feel like a lot of people read it and that it's a rite of passage, uh, but I
0: don't know. Is The Hungry Caterpillar the one uh, children's book mm-hmm. that's uh, quite large and it's got a colorful caterpillar on the front? Totally. Yeah. But and I he, feel like you, could have he, just, like,
1: like you could have just spitballed that. It's not now very... It's called, Specific
0: now, now it's coming. Now it's coming back to me. Like he, there's a page where he like eats an apple, and like every page so. in it, it's got like something missing in it. Like there's like a hole um, in it. I don't know. I mean, I think
1: so. It's like a toddler's book, right? We right. should do that for our next season.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Keep things simple for us, really. <laughs> we could probably stretch that out to like 12, 13 episodes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Start doing a podcast. that's just about like toddlers' books, but it's podcast is for adults. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's there's a, plenty it's a weird of weird demographic we to do. be in. It's not, you know, I don't think I want to be there. You're. Right. I'd rather exclusively there... only talk about Dune and the Wheel of Time. Like, What have we done? Why? Why do we only do this? It's like thank you so much for you listeners who are who are on the same pages as, as us. But we are all we are all very rare in this. In this grand scheme of life. And to be <laughs> to be avid fans of Dune and Wheel of Time and this podcast. You know? It's a special. It's a special. <laughs> it's a special blend. I don't know it's what to say here. We started a new podcast. But it's something more popular
0: like uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, that's. that. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. We'll call it Eras. Right. Itself. But more like Eras. Era. Era, Era. Era, Era, error, era, era. Put a
1: picture of J-Rock Not from mean? Trailer Park Boys on the cover.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we can get uh, uh, Jonathan Torrens on the show. Probably be down for that. I don't, I don't think so. But nah, <laughs> we could he try. Would probably would ha- he probably hate us. Yeah.
1: We met him once, and it did seem like he hated us. Like It, it was super nice and awesome, but I could see it's in his eyes nice. that I'm pretty sure he was like, I hate you.
0: Yeah, but in his defense, we were like four drunk guys going like, "Hey, can we get a picture?" He was he was he was forming a line for
1: pictures. He knew what he was, he knew what he was getting. And he got Maybe it Maybe it. it's because we were four We gave it right Alberta to him. And he boys. gave it to us.
0: I mean, you're from Ontario, so that's different.
1: I was looking at that picture the other day. We all look horrible in that picture, including we Jonathan We look terrible. Tornes, including Jonathan Torres. Everyone in the photo, like, Ooh. it looks, it, him included, it just looks like it's just like a horrible nightmare of a night. Like, what did these men get up to that night? We, no one should trust any of them.
0: All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> so we got Paul. Uh, he's refusing to interpret dreams. He's brought Duncan, Idaho, our own Miami man, over to Ferradin as to be, like, some sort of mentaf slave boy or some sort of, like, piece of collateral. I think they might use it against Aaliyah in sub in some capacity because Leah is in love with I feel like they just uh, want to Gola use him
1: to interpret dreams. It just seems like that's their main priority. I don't know.
0: It's like maybe here's a question does Faraday
1: own any yeah. does Faridin own any crystals? Like is he in the tarot? Ooh. Right? Because I feel like <sighs> things are starting to add up here. He cares a lot about these dreams. That's that's a very
0: good question. And I think the odds are likely yeah, and which is nothing wrongs with it, right? I I got a couple crystals. I've got I've got crystal. <laughs> I was gonna
1: stuff. Tr- I was gonna try to make some sort of crystal meth joke, but I don't even know what a crystal meth is. I mean, I've seen it on Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, it it's blue like candy. It's
1: like blue candy.
0: Yeah. Delicious. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh and that's pretty much everything. It seems like uh Paul uh, the preacher after this conversation is like, "Well, I'm just going to go back home then." And the uh, Tech Deck is like, "All right, I guess that's it." And he's got I got bigger plans. Oh, one thing I did want to mention is like when he was talking about the butterfly effect things like you don't know how big how small events can change everything. He mentioned something about garments. Like the length of a garment. And that triggers something in Tech Deck's mind where he's like, "Wait a second. We were just talking about garments for the for the twins that they're going to wear that the tigers are going to be able to track we were going to poison them oh yeah there's a lot of like arsenic in the, in the neckline yeah there's conversation there's conversation about uh the, their It's like i think ferradin is like he's the logical one he's like why don't we just poison them you know it's simple he's he's the scott evil to dr evils like i'm gonna feed him to a bunch of laser tigers seth green <laughs> i like to picture him as seth green that's pretty fun, eh? Yeah. Like why don't you just why don't you just grab the tw- twins, bring them here. I've got a gun you in my them? room. You give me 5 minutes. Yeah. Boom, they're dead. We can have a we can have a little hug.
1: I'm going to poison their mashed potatoes and the cream corn. Yeah. They and we t- all know t- t- that wins. they eat cream corn every night.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they love it. They love it.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: you ever put cream corn on top of mashed potatoes? It's pretty uh, good. Uh, no. It's a pretty good combo. It does sound better.
0: I I just don't like the idea of eating cream, cream? corn by itself. You know, like I don't eating. like milk. Yeah, I don't well, like. Well,
1: cream corn is on milk. Creams. It's like a uh,
0: goo. Well, like dairy, like re- really, really runny dairy products.
1: I don't think there's any dairy in cream corn. I think it's corn. And is corn, it just corn? There's no corn-based cream goo. Oh. Yeah, because like you keep it I, in a I, can. I, I guess like
0: I. I, I genuinely know. thought. It was just corn stored in milk. And I was like, I'm not going to eat that. I don't think it is. Who thought of that?
1: What if I type in what is cream corn?
0: I mean, well, let's do it. I mean, we got the airtime. Those who are listening are stuck here, right? They're not going to skip. Go to the next episode. Huh? So
1: <laughs> so it's made by combining pieces of whole corn with a soupy liquid of milky residue from immature pulped corn kernels scraped from the cob. So it's a corn cream. So it is a bit of a milky residue, but there's nothing milk about it. It's all corn, baby.
0: Ugh. But if you I don't put know it, if that makes it more appetizing or not.
1: Well, it's kind of weird on its own, right? But if you put it on the mashed potatoes, all the corn goo mm-hmm. goes into your mashed potatoes, almost like a gravy, right? Like oh. A corn gravy. And now you're not eating soup anymore. It's just like a gravy. It's like a, it's like a gravy. It's a oh. mashed potato topper.
0: Well, I'd just rather have gravy.
1: Let's go have dinner. I'm getting hungry. Yeah,
0: I'm hungry. Let's get out of here, Steve.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it for today's chapter. Paul shows up, interprets the dreams, says basically you're too dumb to hear this, and he, and he leaves. Yeah, here's your, here's your momoa. Yeah, thought you guys meant mimosas. And I wish I could do that when most people like tell me about their dreams, too. And they're like, what do you think? What do you think it meant? And I was, wish I could just be like, honestly, you wouldn't understand. It would confuse you. And I don't trust you. So I'm leaving now. Do you,
0: wanna, do you want me to tell you a dream that I had recently? Sure. Just to end I mean, it, I, d- end I really don't.
1: But we got a show here.
0: Ah, I'm sure. I'm sure maybe a listener or two out there might be interested. So I had a dream recently where my band, we were hand-selected by Kiss to take over. Like we're gonna be the next edition of KISS. Like this the, is wild. the, this the is original a real team. lineup. Yes, this, this is real. Uh, the original lineup was going to retire and we they selected us as so, like the next step. So I, I mean there's their...
1: four people in KISS and three people in your band. Correct. So just wanna put that out there.
0: Well, originally, I don't I don't know if you knew this originally KISS was a three piece. And yeah, when what did your dream do that? Your dream was going with no, the original I don't know. version of KISS? It, it was just my band, my band, we weren't, look, it was a dream and it was just like, look, just run with it. <laughs> the, the idea here was that we were interpret. in there like, rehearse, we were in the rehearsal space, which I was, which I believe was in Sweden. You know, and their rehearsal space was this giant research lab where they're like testing out new technologies for their show. <laughs> Cloning Gene Simmons. We, <laughs> and we 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 were like checking out this new like piece of technology because during the show, Paul Stanley flies out from uh, the stage into a center stage. It's like in the middle of a cl- crowd because and he, he holds on to this like hook thing. Well, that's the thing is like he just hold, in the real show, he just holds on to a hook and he just, you know, swings out there in the dream. They were developing this like treadmill fog type technology so that the Paul Stanley type character can look like he's walking on air and it's like things are like it's covered in fog and he walks out to the stage in the middle of the crowd and we were what playing is- around with it and this German scientist came out okay. got so mad at us okay, and that's when I woke up
1: well I have interpreted that dream but I don't believe you're smart enough to understand I believe it will confuse you and I don't trust you so I'm leaving it's fair
0: all right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, let's get out of here. Thank
1: you for listening to today's episode. Thank you for supporting the show in any way that you do—be that on social media at Chapter by Chapter Podcast, or on our Patreon at patreon.com/slash Chapter by Chapter Podcasts, where we are releasing content every week, or just by listening to the show. Any, any way is appreciated. Thank you so much. And we will see you back here tomorrow for Chapter 15 of the Children of Dune.
0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by our executive producers over on our Patreon account. That's right. We have Big Cheese Daddy, Nicorn, and Hilder. Thank you guys so much. Uh, If you guys obviously like uh, the things that we do and the things that we talk about and the things that we yell about, head over to the Patreon, pick a tier, and get a weekly bonus podcast featuring me and Steve. I know. Crazy. We've got so much going on over there. Just please give us money. All right. That's it. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow.